The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Well, look at that. It's a hump day, hump day. here on the 630 Chad Afternoon News. Congratulations to everyone who made it through half the week. Uh, we've still got a half to go, but by the time this show ends, we're looking at a weekend. We can see the weekend from where right we are. There. we got a big show for you today. It's packed full. We're going to have another opportunity to join us in Montego Bay, of course. That comes up at 425. Uh, sometime between, we'll say, 4 and 5, we'll have a couple <laughs> of tickets to the Edmonton Comedy Festival to give away. K. Trevor Wilson. K. Trevor Wilson Gala, the Edmonton Comedy name. Festival. That'll probably be... <laughs> I probably just gave you an answer to the question. <laughs> K. Trevor Wilson. Uh, we wanted to talk about this and get right at it uh, this afternoon. So with less than a month until cannabis, becomes legal, Edmonton City Council has made a decision where it can be used, smoked. Uh, on October 17th, cannabis consumption will now be banned within 10 metres outside any entrance, exit, window, air intake, patios or bus shelters and more, Andrew. That's right. City-owned golf courses, cemeteries, ski hills, Sir Winston Churchill Square, Fort Edmonton Park, the Edmonton Valley Zoo, William Horlock Park is also on the list. The rule changes included tobacco, which I think was the stumbling block all along. Joining us on the phone right now, City uh, Councilor from Ward 10, Michael Walters. Hi, Michael. Hi, Andrew. How are you? You know, I don't know. I, I need you to tell happy, me. He's not happy, I think, with you today. Well, it's not oh, that yeah. I'm not happy with you. I, I thought you were going to talk to me about the Euler line combination. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I'm happy to do that as well. Okay, I got some ideas. <laughs> so here, here's the question, and maybe I shouldn't get right to the point. Maybe I should just set it up in all fairness. So in your mind, what was decided today? In your mind, what, are we, what did we end up with? In relation to cannabis? Yes. Cannabis and smoking. Well, what we ended up with was uh, a new or revised public places bylaw, which to, to deal with cannabis, firstly, uh, which is the impetus for, for the debate, uh, was how where can people smoke it in public? So just to maybe I'll back up for a second. Municipalities have three things, have three things to figure out related to cannabis legalization. One was land use, so where people could set up a shop, how far those shops, like the retail shops, mm-hmm. how far those could be from each other, from schools, from parks, etc. Uh, and then we had business licensing, which was, uh, you know, what we would charge to set up a business license, get a development permit. We had to think about cost recovery because there's a fair bit of expense for the city to deal with those applications. And then we had to think about where people could smoke it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the questions. Uh, were, well, you know, what are our principles uh, underneath any of those policy decisions? So we, you know, early on on in the process, when we were setting up all these rules, we decided that we needed four primary principles. One being consistent with what the federal and provincial governments said, that we needed to keep this, this, uh, keep drug and alcohol-free youth kind of at the center of our policy thinking, that whatever we did was about protecting youth. Secondly, that it needed to be about public safety, generally speaking. Uh, thirdly, that it needed to be about business friendliness. And fourthly, that you know we needed to provide a balance uh, to the multiple perspectives that people had about this topic of legalization. So when it came to consumption, uh, we've heard fairly overwhelmingly, 
which is well documented through surveys and public engagement, uh, that cannabis needed to be treated, the consumption of it needed to be treated conservatively in public. So make it harder to smoke publicly than easier to smoke publicly. And so what we did is looked at noting those principles about particularly around keeping it away from youth. That's why we uh, have not allowed it in parks where there are sports and recreational programming. That's the primary use. So of the 1,200 or so parks in Edmonton, two-thirds of them are now off the table. Uh, And we needed to talk about city attractions for sure, Uh, you know, where there are families and kids uh, more often than there are not. And then the most difficult one was the sidewalks, the sort of commercial mm-hmm. sort of open space, which, you know, I think people think when we vote for something, we're 100% for that position we took. Uh, but that was a tricky one, I think, for everybody. Is what was the best? Was it five meters? Was it 10 meters? Public health advocates will say, you know, be conservative, uh, put it further away. Uh, in, it minimizes the clustering and the amount of smoke and cannabis smoke, which the primary complaint about it is odor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even businesses were divided on that. So we ended up at 10 meters uh, instead of five yesterday. Uh, and that wasn't unanimous by any means. And maybe we got that wrong. Maybe we got it right. That's, that's the, the world we're in at the moment, though. Okay, so I think what most people want to know, and all of that makes sense to me, all of it. And I don't certainly speak on behalf of all citizens, but I think what people want to know who are listening to this show or who have learned about this today and we're starting to see it on our text line already is by coupling it with cigarette smoking people want to know what did they just lose for those who have no interest in cannabis for those who had no vested uh, opinion uh, or strong opinion on what should happen with cannabis for those who just had a cigar while golfing at a public golf course or who stepped outside during dinner on White Avenue to have a cigarette, what did they just lose? Well, they lost their ability to smoke tobacco at a golf course, for sure, which I'm not, I I can't recall if that was in the bylaw uh, previously or not, to be honest, Andrew, and it's something I could check. Uh, But what they did lose is they have to walk a little further away from that doorway on on White Avenue, and, and they have to not smoke in a park where there's recreational activities. And, you know, it was, it was pointed out to us that our open spaces strategy for the city is called Breathe. Uh, and, and I think that, well, that's, you know, kind of cutesy. I think it's true to say that, you know, from a public health perspective, not modeling tobacco use or cannabis use around places where kids are gathering is a good public policy decision. And I, I appreciate that some people aren't happy with that. And I've, I've, you know, tried to respect those opinions, but we had to decide how to sync them up from an enforcement perspective. So what I mean about what I mean when I say that is tobacco was at the time 10 meters from uh, the rule previous uh, to this debate was you could smoke within 10 meters of a playground or a soccer field or a baseball diamond or whatever. And those are not uncommon rules for municipalities uh, to have a variety of distances that you can do that uh, within. And then the proposal for cannabis was 30 meters. And so we were going to have all these, and then you have vaping now, which people could be vaping cannabis or they could be vaping tobacco, who knows, or they could be vaping something different. Um, so how do, you, how do you regulate all that? And so what was best, what the, you know, the recommendation to us was, well, from an enforcement perspective, it's just easy to sync them all into one. So 
you'd have cannabis rules and tobacco rules applied similarly to parks. You'd have those rules applied similarly to commercial areas, et cetera, as opposed to having, well, you can smoke cigarettes within five meters, you can vape, who knows where, and you can smoke cannabis 10 meters away. So that was, that's basically the answer is, in a nutshell, to make enforcement easier. Well, in, you know, you talk about enforcement, and I would suggest that a lot of people listening right now think, okay, well, it's it's all standardized, we now, now know, but the enforcement process itself, whether you're in the back of Harlick Park or on a golf course, how is that going to be enforced? Right, so so that's that's a great question, Jaylen, and, and I think enforcement's done in a couple of ways. Most enforcement's done by, by compliance, by citizens. You know, the large majority of people follow the rules, don't break the law. So we set a community standard that, you know, if you're going to smoke anything, you're going to, no matter what it is, you're going to be 10 meters away from a doorway. Uh, you know, because if we had left it at five meters on, on White Avenue, Jasper Avenue, et cetera, what we heard from the business community wasn't uniform opposition to the, to the 10 meter idea. It was really divided because lots of business owners also realized that if, you start adding cannabis smoke into the tobacco smoke, uh, they're also gonna lose business from people who just don't wanna walk down those kinds of streets. And those, that was the, the, those were the mixed messages that we were getting from, from, uh, from those business districts. But back to your enforcement question, I think uh, we're, pro, you know, we're not gonna have bylaw officers lurking in the, in the <laughs> woods uh, at Horlock Park or at a golf course for sure, but most people are gonna comply and and follow the rules that are set um, as a community standard. I think, you know, certainly we have, you know, bylaw resources, you know, and, and enforcement resources in those commercial districts. They're, they're more ubiquitous there for sure, uh, where it's probably easier to, it certainly would be easier to enforce those circumstances if everything's aligned. All right. We have uh, John Zadek coming up uh, with his uh, take on this as well. Uh, Michael, appreciate your time again this afternoon. I guess, as you've said on many occasions, we'll roll it out and then we'll see. Then we can we'll see ease, what happens. Ease up if needed. So. Yeah, I think that every municipality that's currently dealing with this issue, uh, uh, I think that every municipality that is dealing with this issue, which we all are, is going to make adjustments. Yeah. Uh, the advice from health professionals, everybody who's been involved in other cities is to go conservative and protect the public as much as possible at first. And I think we probably got most of it right, but I can bet you that we didn't get all of it <laughs> right, which is why we'll need to adjust. You should come check out our text line and it would tell you <laughs> <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Ward 10 City Councilor Michael Walters joining us this afternoon. Thanks for joining us. We'll take a quick break here when we come back. As City Councilor for Ward 3, John Zadick will join us on the phone. We're talking about uh, cannabis. October 17th is the day the city has set out the rules now on where you can and cannot um, consume cannabis in the city of Edmonton. And with it, smoking tobacco got... uh, pulled into it as it, well. It did, and I think for many on our text line, and I not I think, I'm telling you, for many on our text line, and I agree, it feels like a group... Um, got more freedom at the expense of another group. Those individuals like myself who smoke but have no interest in cannabis just lost something. Mm. And I'm not sure... I feel like many people were sort of taken by surprise that, okay, so wait a minute, so we lost something? And those folks who are interested or are not interested in either like yeah woohoo 
This sure. is good. Get it further yeah, away. Absolutely. Uh, Ward 3 City Councilor John Zadig joins us on the phone. Hey, John. Hello there. <laughs> How was yesterday at City Hall? Well, I was surprised the council voted the way it did. I respect everyone's opinion, uh, of course, but we, we did some hastily uh, public engagement after we made what I think was a faux pas in the just before summer when we were talking about where people can smoke cigarettes and where people can smoke cannabis. And um, right now, people that smoke cigarettes, now you can't walk down White Avenue having a cigarette because you'll be in constant violation of the 10-meter rule. You know, a lot of people are used to the existing rules of five meters outside of doorways. They're, they know that there's, there's going to be all types of enforcement challenges when they're now told that they have to go 10 meters away. You know, I wonder, John, when I see this and what the council decided, I thought, well, is this, what are you trying to achieve? Like, sometimes I feel like just saying, all right, everybody stop and tell me what it is you're trying to achieve. If you're trying to stop people from smoking, if you'd like us all to be healthier, then today was a victory. But if you're, or if you're trying to make council's life simpler by saying, well, let's just include smoking with cannabis, then you succeeded today because you, but I feel like what council did today was pit three groups together, smokers, cannabis smokers, and people who don't smoke at all. I, I feel like, I feel like in trying to please everybody, you please no one. Yeah, i I was fine with the smoking rules the way they were, and everyone knows the difference between a joint and a cigarette. You can smell the difference. <laughs> I don't want people smoking a joint right, right next to a, a door. Um, what we did is we used a sledgehammer as a tool to deal with a, a policy issue that we were forced to deal with, and that's cannabis. Our full conversation should have been on what to do with cannabis. Can you smoke in a park? Can you smoke on a sidewalk? Can you smoke at a bus stop? And uh, most people aren't confused with the difference between cannabis and, and tobacco, so we didn't need to bring that into the conversation. Is the city of Edmonton ready for this, John? No. First of all, I don't want us to have an enforcement officer every block. I'm, that's not efficient. But at the same time, we're inviting our citizens to break the, these bylaws. So there's issues there, and if this is a bylaw that doesn't really get enforced because of practical reasons, well, then Edmontonians will be living in a culture where some bylaws are adhered to and some aren't. And while some of our bylaws are really important, this waters down the whole system, and I have serious concern with this. Do we know, um, I hate to put you on the spot like this, do you know what the fine is for an individual? Because, listen, I'm just going to be honest with you. You know what's going to happen? People are going to break this bylaw all over the place. That's what's going to happen. They're going to smoke at Horlack Park. They're going to smoke at well, the zoo. Well, they are now. Right. They're smoking cigarettes. Right. So as you say, John, unless they're going to put a bylaw officer on every corner, people are just going to say, well, you know, they're going to try and hide it a little bit. They're going to step onto the street. They're going to, you know, whatever, whatever. They're, so what is the fine should a bylaw officer actually find you smoking either? Yeah, I don't have that information, but it's, it's probably similar to the current smoking bylaws. Uh, yeah. Which, which are applied for if someone's right outside of a doorway. But we're going to have these situations now where people are golfing, and they've always golfed. They might smoke cigars once a month when they're golfing. They're allowed to drink beer on a golf cart on the city of Edmonton property. But if you see them with a cigarette now, they'll get fined. And that's uh, that's not acceptable to me. Hmm. So what do we do, John? <laughs> so I know the city always well, I says... Think, well, you know, they're going to you know take another look at it in the spring. Isn't yeah, but that that's, right, John? You know what, John? Listen, before you answer that, because I know that you know that's that's a thing politicians say when they make an unpopular decision 
they say, this is the decision, but you know what? We're going to look at it. And they hope everybody forgets that they promised to look at it. Because once it's in place, it's pretty much in place. I'll, I'll, if you want to argue with me, John, you go right ahead. <laughs> well, I actually agree with you. So there's all this talk about we could do something really restrictive now and roll it back later. Well, I say, why don't we try and do it right off the beginning? And we might still have some uh, ability to tinker with what's right as we observe what's happening. But with 10 meters, we just know that this is all around wrong and not gonna, it's going to cause so many problems. So 10 meters is way too far when you have uh, overlapping 10 meters into another 10 meter radius from the next door over. You sterilize whole areas. People are going to be walking around with measuring tapes now, not really understanding. <laughs> but, and people will just be confused. And then when they have uh, less confidence in local governments to deliver on something like this, then they might have less confidence on other areas where we should get credit for, for the good job that we're doing. So I'm not comfortable with this whole issue, and we should have spent more time to get it right off the beginning. John, at any time, was there conversation about banning um, consumption of cannabis in all public places in Edmonton? You look at look around us at all this, uh, the, the communities around us in, in Alberta. Numerous, um, a number of them ha- have done that. Was there any talk of that at any time? We did look at what other municipalities are doing, but you know, we're the largest municipality in this region, and as, as much as uh, we could learn from our neighbors, and we have great cooperation with them all the time on a variety of issues, this is really an Edmonton issue. Uh, there's, there's a lot of people here that this will affect. It's important to, well, we can look at what other municipalities are doing. Um, I, I was, as you're probably familiar, I was against an outright prohibition right off the beginning because that's going to just drive smoking indoors where kids are often present. So as much as we might be uncomfortable with someone possibly smoking a joint, somewhere where you could see a, a playground from, from a park site. We're now saying in those places where you can't smoke at all in public, but it's a legal product, we're saying, vote smoke it in your living room. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a couple of texts saying uh, $250 is the offense, is the ticket. Is the fine. 250 bucks. Yeah. And I've had some have said it's 500 for the, the second. There's a, there's a lot of stuff here that is going to have to be sorted out. And, you know... I don't know how you're going to sort it out because my take on this is you're encouraging citizens to break the law, break a bylaw. That's what you're encouraging. I don't mean you, John. I just mean in general the decision. <laughs> I'm just I'm thinking of myself personally that if I'm at if I'm going to take the grandkids to the zoo for eight hours, what I'm saying is I've decided I'm not smoking for eight hours while I have the yeah, grandkids. Right. And you know that's not going to happen. I'm going to find some little dark corner somewhere. I'm going to have Carol look after You know what I mean? Like, you have to live a practical life. Yeah, let me give you another scenario there, Andrew. So, say you make minimum wage. Say you make $5 more than minimum wage. It doesn't matter, but you work on White Avenue. And you have your 10-minute smoking break. Well, are you going to risk that $250 ticket? Or are you going to walk 10, 15 minutes to have that cigarette and then risk losing your job? Uh, while you're addicted to smoking... It's another five meters. Come on. No, because he's... In a back alley somewhere. Because of adjacent businesses, right? Mm, Those are doorways. Intake stuff. Yeah. Or do you... In the back alleys, there's going to be a lot of opportunity to smoke because on the front street, there's more doors and windows. So if we're sending people into back alleys where there's other people smoking cannabis and they've been drinking possibly because they've been out all night, uh, it's just... There's a lot of safety issues. We're, we're now saying that for a legal product, you have to pretty much go into a back alley or some find some corner that's, I, I don't know. 
Yeah, I know what you mean, John. It's, I, I know exactly where you're coming from. I'm frustrated. It makes sense on paper, but it doesn't make common sense. That's... That's, That's the right. problem. Yeah. John, we're out of time. We always appreciate you making time for us, as you did again today. Thank you so much for this. Uh, fight the good fight, my friend. I'm trying. Thank <laughs> Thanks, you. John Zadok, City Councillor for Ward 3. Okay, Chadville, what do you think? 496-0063. The phone lines are open. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.